0: Welcome to Think Big for Africa podcast. On this podcast, we will bring you interesting conversations with local, national, and international African leaders from all works of life, home and abroad. Leaders who are doing their bits to progress Africa's development. Conversation topics will range from education, science, health, leadership, politics, business, and many other global issues. Conversations about everything that concerns Africa's development. Africa has so many wonderful achievers worldwide. And this is exactly what we will bring to you on Think Big for Africa podcast. Stay tuned.
1: Hello. This is Think Big for Africa podcast. My name is Kenebaye. I have uh, a wonderful edoman. Yeah, I think he I, I think he likes that. Uh that he's uh an artist. In fact, uh a very maybe a little bit more 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 famous than I thought. Uh Uh, His name is uh, Enote Egboba. Enote, how are you?
2: I'm very fine, thank you.
1: Good, good. Like you were telling me before I did the introduction, you are in Europe for an arts, cultural program. Tell me about that.
2: Well, it's basically... uh, the program for professional artists, um, to come and develop projects which bring about collaboration between Europe and Africa, specifically Nigeria. Okay. And in this case, we're looking at how with all the fora and interest generated around the artifacts, from Benin and they proposed and um, return um, it is now also pertinent to draw attention to the fact that there are casters today who are still working yeah who are still st- bringing out works and striving to keep tradition going so and they have um they have a global, uh, market, which they have um, some limited access to. And so, if the route to market is made easier via platforms which um, put their business and the transaction in their hands uh, to a global marketplace, Okay, and this will also serve as an incentive to keep the tradition. Um, going um, so also to address that contemporary aspect of it yes um, and to so, yeah so um, it is with that that one has to forge these relationships with institutions both academic and professional like uh, museums yeah uh, put together programs that will encourage younger people and other professionals to multitask, to be multidimensional, to also realize that you can have interests in multiple places and perform. Yeah. I'm when you and um, yeah, because at the end of the day, if the when the uh, items are repatriated or restituted. And they are kept in museums. Professionals have to look after them. Have yeah. to display them. Yeah. Have to. So that manpower development has to start now. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what um, I try to agenda with um, what I'm doing here.
1: Great, great. See, I when I read your bio you didn't study art in school. You study economics and stats. So how did you get in the art space?
2: Well, I think from childhood, I'd always scribbled and painted and sketched all of our books and furniture. Yeah. And- <laughs> And the blackboard on my table in school and benches and so at the end of the day, um, yeah, my parents got me an art teacher at home, um, who incidentally I spoke to a few days ago. Ah, yeah, uh doctor, doctor Paul Obomona, you know, and so yeah. And then also exposure to so many things. Like my dad used to, for holidays, he would go and drop me at a woodcarver's place. Trust was related to my grandmother. So I was there with other apprentices. Wow. Uh, so every day for like a month, you know, and then my mom is from a street. So when we go visit the uncles, I see my cousins, we all start. Yeah. Yeah, sculpting things with clay, and wow. then I thought that's the way every child grew up, you know.
3: Mm, mm,
2: mm. And then I was also fortunate that my dad could take me on holidays to places like Greece and to go and see the Acropolis, the Parthenon. Yeah. To visit Egypt, to go and see pyramids, and even enter a pyramid. Because in those days you allowed the tourism allowed you to enter the pyramid. Yeah. but I don't think they allowed us anymore
1: no I don't, I don't think, I think so it's called the
2: fragile nature so yeah and then you know different trips to different places my mom always books my mom you know she was uh, she's uh, she was a teacher and later became a principal Yeah, uh, so books she was always buying books yes series. Uh, and all of that, you know. So um, that reading habit is what yep. I think helped me when, after I graduated, and I started seeing these visions and this, you know, you begin to see it, it becomes like a pressure. So yeah. when I yielded to it, I now have to start reading books and I started, you know, doing my own research. Because,
1: very good, very good.
2: And so with all of that, researching all the famous artists, all the, you know. And that's when you know you begin to realize also that uh, you are reading about a canon of world art, and Africa is excluded.
3: Mm.
2: Mm. Yeah, so it's like a curriculum which excludes your reality.
1: Yeah. You know.
2: And that is why, when in 1995. I got involved in the centenary celebrations of the Benin invasion by the British. Yeah. 1894 or
1: 1897. 1897. Okay. 1897.
2: So the 100 year commemoration was in 1997. Okay. But by 1995, the committee was already set up by the, uh, by by Radio. Okay. You know, and so, it was while trying to prepare and do exhibitions during that period that reading and researching, and that's when I began to realize that, oh, wait a, wait on a minute, there's something absolutely wrong here, you know? Yep. Um, when the Renaissance was happening in Europe, exactly, we were producing these fine plaques yep and bronzes yep in europe yeah all Vegas,
1: of all
2: of them. all of them. all of africa senegal you know all over and so why is this not in a chronology mm. of art history because when you are discussing art history once you globalize it
3: yeah you know, everybody know,
2: should be involved yeah yeah i know part of the limitation is that those works do not, they're not signed. Mm, yeah. Nobody. So you cannot yeah. tie them to. Any any particular person. person. Yes. Yes. But at the same time, you cannot deny their high
1: customers. Their existence.
2: Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, all this became a potpourri of you know, um, ideas. So I opened my first studio in Benin. Um, and then in 95, and then opened a studio in Lagos in 96. Interesting,
1: I didn't know that I was in yeah. Lagos. I go to be, I see, I, studied, I studied
2: in the a lorry hotel. We had, uh, had a
1: studio there by the poolside. Oh yeah, wow, well, see, uh, I, I, w- I wasn't this uh walk into <laughs> the history back then,
2: I'm, yes. You know, so another time uh, from that studio in Lagos, a lot of uh, artists who are doing very well globally now started from there. It's Ohiweire, some variety, Luajaie, and That's good. You know, wow. Eubina, Godfrey Kodus, you know? That's exciting. Name. Yes.
1: So, so let me ask you this question see it, it, it might look like a, a redundant question but what is art to you and see you have mentioned that art is connected to our history okay so uh, the uh, uh, art, what is art and How can we link our art to our history and to our future? Well, for me,
2: I would say art is um, a physical manifestation or a physical expression of um, an inner recognition Okay. These recognitions come intuitively, and when they come, so if you have the technical proficiency to represent them in color or to represent them in a round form via carving or via sculpting or Mm -hmm. textile or via music or via you know, so sharing that. Inner perception, which comes um, in, in surges, it comes in flashes. Mm. You know, so um, so intuitively is when you is how you perceive it. You know, everybody has that inner f- yeah, gut feeling, that small voice. You know, that inner thing. You know, yeah. So When you pursue it, when you, when you when it comes to you creatively, and you, and you now decide to manifest it, you find out that. You create something which is beyond you. So you yourself as the artist, you continue to even learn from it. Yep. So, and that is how some people are also gifted artists as fashion designers. So they make clothes that, you know, are beyond them. Yeah. You know, make shoes that are beyond them. Bags, wristwatches, cars, planes, gardening, yeah. architecture. Furniture making, you know everything. I mean, even
1: just name it. <laughs> you see, as a, so, as a young boy, uh, my hometown Woko, That's where.
2: Uh, that's where uh, the home of uh, Dimas, the great.
1: Uh, Good. Woko. Good. So, as a young boy, I am my cousin, whose mother is Dimas's niece. Yes. We used to go to his house, and we go there and we see the house. It looks strange. So you know, Jaws. You know, Giles Amazing. Well, I see. I know a lot of people, but okay. there are so many I can't even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the Omayzi family is a very famous family in my hometown. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So, so we go there. We see this house that looks strange. You know, you say yeah. it has always been a talk of town,
3: yeah, you know. Exactly. And please
1: yeah. go there and see the, the house, you know. And uh, today, i i I look at, I look back and I say, "Wow, this man was so creative that yeah. he thinks about things in a very different way from most people." Yeah, you know. And that's what I've seen in artists. What he was trying to do, in my opinion, because I've been there. Ah, so it should be my hometown.
2: Very good. Yeah, I went there, I went upstairs to his bedroom, took me Mm to his bathroom. They showed me everywhere because his son and his cousin and his nephew are my friends. Okay. So the Japanese style bathroom. The Benin courtyard palace, you know, themed, you know, joined roots of Dumuji Goko to their migration from Benin.
1: Yeah.
2: All of that. So, you see, he has created history and yes. recorded history. Yes. And also brought about a new aesthetic at the same time. Exactly. And this aesthetic is functional, is practical, so you do not need to go and generate a lot of electrical power to cool the house with AC and yeah. all of that. You know, so it, it's like, you know, and that is what the bane of colonialism, people don't understand when we go back and say colonialism, they think, oh, why are you blaming? We have had leaders, we have had... No, you see, you have to understand where the problem is coming from so that you know how to tackle it. Hmm. Because even the leaders you have are a reflection of that problem. So you need to go back to that route I first yank it out from there you see you yeah.
1: yank it out then you cannot begin to find a solution well to, of... to to yank it out we we first need to realize you see what it is, what it is. so most of us do not really realize and then i would say this even i talk to a lot of young africans yeah and like you I realize the enormity of colonialism, okay? But then, as we realize it and we articulate it, we also need to, uh, what's the word? Recognize what we can hold, we can take and, uh, and use from the things they taught us as as we also re uh what's the word now bring out our own cultural history and then yeah, embed of, course. Them of course together yeah
2: yeah it's all about it's all about collaboration yes That's what exactly exactly we're saying that we are already in a collaborative um, relationship globally. Yeah. It's just that the collaborative relationship is not similar. It's not
1: equal. Yeah.
2: And so you find a situation where even in our situation, we need to recognize that there's been like a fundamental, um, change in the pattern of reasoning, okay. Where people, you know, uh, you know, when you look at community, the idea of community, yeah, the idea of community is always fostered around shared spaces, shared activity,
1: yeah.
2: That is why. In those days, in the evening, grandmother would sit, mother would sit, children come and sit around.
3: Yeah. They hear Mm -hmm. stories. Yes. They
2: play music, they do that. So, this is how they transmitted this knowledge from generation to generation. generation, Yes. And because it was done within home and earth, it always was done within, uh, enveloped in love and with a lot of warmth. Mm. So, once you just remember, if somebody wears maybe the kind of perfume or the your, kind your of grandmother cream used or to, yeah, used to wear automatically those you stories back there. Just come back to you. you go back there. Yeah. yeah. So you became a keeper of stories. You became a keeper of the tradition as well. So it was yeah. a collective responsibility and people guided this thing jealously. So if you hear somebody else saying that same story that you know and the person says it wrongly, more food than not, you find yourself interjecting. No. <laughs> could be like this, you know? <laughs> the say, you know, about of that and everybody like, agree. <laughs> so, now, what colonialism did was to come in and say, all those things are rubbish. rubbish.
1: Yeah, Forget about that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Now, learn about the activities of Queen Elizabeth uh, and uh, Harry. No, King. no, w-
1: w- wait a minute. See, even as they told us our own traditions and whatever, is demonic rubbish they don't teach they didn't teach us the the main things that they teach their own people like like i i i i said i told some people someone recently by the time colonizing came to africa all all the all the ideas of european philosophers was already Re- readily available in Europe. But how many of those ideas did they teach to Africans? Not anything. They, they didn't teach us any of them. No, but the truth of the matter is that
2: we had our own rich oral traditions and oh, yes. philosophies.
1: Yes, we did. They-
2: which really, really was sufficient to maintain a society for over a thousand years yes yes there were declines there were dips which is normal in every any culture yeah Uh, and eventually they will find a way up and stabilize themselves but the bottom line is now we are here we are custodians of even a global culture now we have to, like you said earlier, harness what is good in every culture that we come across, yeah, and use it to create something which is symbiotic for everybody involved. Yeah, progress.
1: That's what, yes. how how progress comes about.
2: Yeah, yes, to build these bridges, to identify, most importantly, what is really, really relevant, and that can bring solutions to some of these challenges. Yeah. Because there are practical challenges. Uh, We are talking about unemployment. We are talking about people wanting to migrate. We are talking about people wanting to do fraud. But there are also the majority who have new energies, who want to write apps, who want to develop apps, who want to develop fintech, who want to do fashion, who want to do TV production, who want to do movies, who want to do music. You know, there's a huge uh, body of people who are striving legitimately yeah. to do what is right. Yeah. Uh, so in order to help that, those energies rise to an aggregate level where they can actualize themselves yeah, to, and create the kinds of wealth that really you cannot quantify, because I'll give you an example. No economist could have sat down and said, in 10 years' time, this is how much whiskey would be no attracting. Yeah. <laughs> you see? No economist could have sat down and said, David Doe, no. this is how much you'd be pulling into Nigeria. You know or timaya or whatever or any of those other people mm. okay or you know so if you create 200 uh the uh, videos or 200 whiskeys or 200 burner boys
1: just imagine yeah That's and your we have we product. have the we have the 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 people number yeah yeah we have the numbers
2: that's our, you know, and because of the internet now, the market is even growing. Yeah. At one time, we we're celebrating 40 million, uh, sold albums for Michael Jackson. Mm. You know, now that's what this guy is getting is streaming one song. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? The money goes direct into the account. It's not no long stories. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. Yeah. So. These are all, so the the, the internet is also, also it's something, the internet is something that is also creating a leverage that enables everybody. Oh, yeah. Get right on. And then with the blockchain and cryptocurrency and the NFTs coming in, Mm -hmm. what is then happening is there's another level of perception, which is expanding the economy. Yeah. Because if at first you only put value for something which is physical, it creates one market. Yeah. So whenever you replicate that thing which is physical, you can always sell it. Or somebody can even order it over the internet Mm -hmm. and make it and package it to them. Yeah. But now you are entering the metaverse where you are looking at an image of that physical creation or yeah. even a digital creation
1: and a value is added
2: now has value yeah you know and it can be sold on blockchain and you can keep so it liberalizes even the market and begins to you know ensure that um, any artist or any creative person who taps into it um, can uh, have a, a livelihood see
1: this era has Expanded everything. Yeah. Most importantly, art, art that means art, music, movies, all all that. It has expanded everything, and yeah. it's 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 important that young Africans realize the explosion because we have so many very creative people, so many, you know, I look at, yeah. I look, I, I saw uh, on one of the apps uh, two weeks ago of a young lady during the lockdown started using uh, used tires to yeah. create furniture, yeah. you know? And sure. see these things are happening everywhere and it's important that young Africans gain from all these innovations going on everywhere you know yeah uh, the the first time I actually heard of you uh, was from someone you know authority uh, Osarete, uh or go 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 yes while uh, he was talking about uh Edo Global art Foundation Okay. Yeah. now like you mentioned earlier one of the main issues in African art is the uh, phenomena of uh, stolen artifacts by uh European uh, colonizers okay? Uh, I believe that you and others, uh, uh, African artists, are working to recover these uh, artifacts, Okay, so I'm sure that uh, there are interesting stories in this uh, in the on this journey. You know, I saw uh, a, a a a presentation from uh, Ngozi Adiche. About uh, okay. a week ago, in 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 Germany. Yeah, you know? in the Forum. Uh... Yes, yes, and th- that's a uh, that's uh, presentation was uh, powerful, you know. So tell me, what how how has this uh, journey gone with with uh, re- recovering these artifacts? Well, I think it's been for two to us.
2: Uh, it's like a case of being. In the right place at the right time. Uh, It's an idea whose time had come and lots of people had over the years been clamoring for the return. Um, Since the 50s and the 60s, uh, various monarchs from Benin, various princes who represent the court, the government, the federal government itself, um, um, we all tried to um, ensure that these artifacts are returned um, back to Nigeria um, over time. Um, and now I think global events also came to help in propelling the issues to the front burner, mm. and we just merely um, added our voices in a very strong manner Yeah. to um, draw attention to the fact that restitution needs to be made, and it needs to be made unconditionally. Yeah so that the injustices of the past do not keep getting reinforced and normalized through not addressing the issues of um, ownership and possession Mm. of the artifacts. Mm. Yeah, and so the Edo State Governor, Mr. Godwin Obaseki, um, collaborating with the other principal stakeholders um, like the Palace and the NCMM, uh, the Palace of Benin and NCMM, um, are proposing uh, museums. Yes. To be built. These museums will be a series of buildings which complement the already existing National Museum in Berlin. Um All these museum buildings uh, complexes will also be part of a larger culture quarter okay. which has been designed to incorporate okay. other places like Igun Street and all of that. So mm. Ring no, it will be changed. Um, it's going to be developed so that it meets the expectations of a modern city. Oops. So, so it meets the expectation of a modern city center.
1: Yeah. Um, I
2: mean. And using our comparative advantage of culture yeah. to drive it Um, hopefully this will result in more meaningful tourist flow.
1: Yeah, and development of Benin.
2: Yeah,
1: I can see that.
2: Because um, like I tell people, with 200 million people in Nigeria, just 30% or 10% coming through Benin, that is people from the country itself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. only to do tourism. So instead of going to Disney, come over here. Come to Benin, yeah. Yeah. You know, and putting all this in a package which reflects um, global or forward-thinking ideas because we also intend to use a lot of artificial intelligence, a lot of computer-generated imagery, animation to complement the old way And also remember that this museum spaces are are not being designed in in the context of European ideas of museums. Mm. But they are being designed to provide a basis for recontextualizing these works when they return. Mm. Because when they were removed, the works were decontextualized. They were part of wall, the correct hangings. We told history. Yeah. Some were used to decorate altars of traditional religions. Mm -hmm. Some were used as for ceremonies. Some were you, you know. So, in bringing them back, we now have to display them
1: the way they they're they're supposed to be.
2: Yeah, we contextualizes them. So when you go through the museum, you know who we are
1: yeah and you you know the the culture
2: yes you know you can feel it and then you have the opportunity to see videos yeah to hear audio mm-hmm. explanations via headsets as you go through the museum um there will be digital displays that will also tell you history yeah You'll get to certain areas um, there will be recordings for, to play music, for you to listen to, immerse
1: you in the music. Yeah. So imagine you're in the room. I, see, I can, I can already see it. <laughs> yeah. I can and already so, see
2: it. What makes it even more interesting is that wow. I can spend three hours in that place. I
1: can there spend also three could hours. Be spaces.
2: There also could be spaces for contemporary arts.
1: Hmm.
2: You see? Because one of the driving philosophies that I have personally, is that our ancestors had a prayer? The overriding prayer always was let our descendants do more than us. Yes. So we now, while we show love and respect and recognition to these works that they have done, we cannot afford to stop there. No. So, how do we create works? which are greater than these works, Mm. so Mm. that we can then make them proud. Mm. Otherwise, how to do that is where I fail them. Yeah. So, this is, what is the driving principle in trying to create these bridges? You know? So, how do we create works that can sell for 50 million euros?
1: Interesting
2: seventy million euros 100 million euros mm. how do we create work like this so these are all possibilities that have to be um, curated yeah so that all the young and all the old and all the upcoming and emerging and established artists can see these things from a much larger larger, Perspective, and the know how to tap in into this reality. So that's what it is now. Wow,
1: I can, I, I can, I can already see myself in the series of museum buildings,
2: and there'll be spaces for weddings, receptions. There'll be spaces for conferences, seminars, performance. You know, presentations. You know, wow. so that way is a community center. Yeah much like our courtyard of old. Yeah. So this is a series of courtyards where you can go and hear different stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some will be visual, some will be audio, some will be performance. Yeah. So, so if you're I coming for a wedding reception-
1: it, I, see, I see, as I'm talking about it, I can yeah. see myself,
2: yeah. So if you're coming for a wedding reception, inadvertently you will see some bronzes, I see some ivory, I see some- So you yourself will be like, ah, well, that looks very interesting. Or normally you won't go and, you won't go there and go and look at it. No. Uh-huh. no. Or even the architectural design alone that Sir David that Jay is putting in place. You know, if people will travel just to come and see the building itself.
1: Yeah. That's uh-huh. good. I'm, I'm okay. excited. I'm excited. So these
2: are some of the projects that we've been privileged to, to participate in. And we look forward to their maturation,
1: and, you know great 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 wow so like you mentioned earlier the renaissance yeah you know 14th to 16th century europe yeah yeah art sculpture music you know, music was you know so- that's
2: what i said to somebody in an interview i said what was done to us?" Mm. is Equivalent to taking the works of Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo, Shakespeare, Bach, Beethoven, Van Gogh, Picasso, all those boys.
1: Yeah.
2: Let's remove all their works.
1: Take to Africa.
2: And then go and keep it somewhere for 130 years. I said, yeah. do you think Europe will be where they are today?
1: No. No. I said, no. Exactly. No. So. See, th- this, those, this art, those arts you just mentioned, were by water to bring Europe out of the dark ages. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. So yeah I mean just imagine how you felt just now when I was describing yeah the museum Just imagine how you felt. You understand? It's already a tonic. It's already, it's already just imagine how you felt and if you are going through this thing, how you be feeling. So life is not just about striving for what to eat and drink. Yeah. The greatest gift that we all have in this life is the gift of beauty. So if we strive for beauty in our thoughts, in our words, and in our deeds, we'll have a more beautiful environment and a more Mm -hmm. beautiful relationship Mm -hmm. and more beautiful everything. So I think that is the most simplest law anybody can just employ in their lives. To say, okay, every thought has to be beautiful. I'm going to strive to make it beautiful. Every word I speak, I'm going to try and make it beautiful. Everything I do, I'm going to try and make it beautiful. Just find out that, you know, and that's where the difference lies because a lot of this art is taught in kindergarten, in primary schools, and all of that. The principles of art is taught to all European children and children yeah. who oh, are yeah. schooling in Europe, whether they're oh, African, yeah. Arabs, or whatever. I mean, my my, in my children, of course. Yeah. So what that happens is that whether you become a nurse or you become a plumber or you become a fireman or you become a politician or you become a doctor or you become an astronaut, you find yourself being more creative in everything you do.
1: See? Yeah. Uh-huh. So the, the question I want to ask is this. Now, I believe that art has the power in creating, reconnecting us as Africans. Yeah. Okay? As a bridge from our roots to the future. Okay? Just like it did for Europeans. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, of course, uh, based on what, what you have been talking about, I'm sure you see something similar in Africa and for Africans, you know, to, to bring us from our ancestors to the present and the, the future that we envisage.
2: Yeah. And that's why we established the Edo Global Arts Foundation. Because we recognize that, um, with about three art schools in those States and one more in neighboring Pondo. Um, A lot of these students finish, and then they all take off to Lagos or Abuja to go and try and, you know, make it. And very soon, some might get frustrated, some will make it. You know, most will just get frustrated and lost. Yeah, physical loss. So that's why I decided to create this hub. So that you don't have to be under pressure to run, to Lagos or wherever. And we already host IT students from these schools anyway. For the past four years, we've been hosting IT students
3: hmm.
2: You know, from these schools twice a year. Uh, some for three months, or for six months. And one thing I can say is that um, we have a library. Uh, we're on a building that's so seven floors. And we have carved out spaces uh, for in-house artists for about 15 artists, um, having their own private individual studios.
1: Interesting. Uh,
2: and then we we'll organize workshops and bring uh, established artists to come organize workshops and interact with these young artists. We also send them to like the Bruce or so no where um Hamatan workshop. We also send them to sponsor them to such places, we get them involved in the relay, young contemporaries. You know, so we try to expose them. Um the British Museum has acquired some of the works. Can you imagine an IT student yeah. who was with us? When the British Museum came to visit and they came to my studio and everything, they saw the young man's work, got interested and they acquired it. So now Is referenced in the British Museum. Wow. So that has added Philip to his career. Yeah. Because now he's a graduate. He's, you know, forging his own way. And so, yeah, that's the way um, we've been. uh, The Smithsonian appointed us vendors um, to help organize projects with them uh, here in Nigeria and also come over there to organize classes and talks and all of that. Now we do more via Zoom because of the pandemic. Um, Yeah, so I'm uh, also a visiting fellow um, with the University of Cambridge um, for a year. with all of this, um I try to um, make use of these opportunities to enrich my own knowledge and my experience so that I can also use this to build bridges. Yes. To enable younger artists and you know other artists um get access. To some of these uh, opportunities as well. You know? Yeah. Because when you create a sector, is the term so Is the term the total value of that sector? Yeah. That makes it big or not? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So <laughs> it's always best to,
3: um,
2: to see a platform, to create, to be part of a platform where um, there's a lot of people thriving. And this also is why you see artists trying to uh, be involved in creating institutions or circumstances that enable nations to also thrive. Yeah. In those days, ABBA, the amount of foreign exchange, ABBA was earning,
3: mm-hmm.
2: trading. Okay, you understand? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was surpassed what Volvo was pulling in at the time. Wow. Imagine the amount of foreign exchange that Bob Mali earned for his country.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, imagine the amount of foreign exchange and the amount of employment and the amount of opportunities that the Nollywood film industry, yeah. the Nigerian music industry. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so the visual art sector has was already representing Nigeria even before all these other sectors were... Exactly.
1: About. Exactly. <laughs>
2: there so, it's now to take the intrinsic value of it and normalize it uh, at a value which is befitting in, in the global marketplace. Mm. You mm. See? Mm. Because this whole reference to African art, African art, African art. Nobody references European art, American art, Indian art. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You just say art.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So I don't
2: I don't like my art being referred to as African art actually. Mm, mm, mm. It's art. There's no African way to fly a plane. Yeah. If you're a pilot, you're a pilot. You cannot see and oh, African pilot. Is
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: there anything like that? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, because you know, the, the danger of the danger of of um pigeonholing people mm. is that what is your yardstick for determining who is an African? say,
1: mm, 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 mm. See. Si. This discussion, eh, if you go into this one, it will take us a long time to come out of it. Because okay. see, this is a discussion I like to to be engaging. Okay? Yeah. It's a philosophical discussion, but it's a very vital discussion. But I, I get what you're saying. I agree with, with it. And uh, we can so talk when, about when it I, one day. Eh? Yeah. One day I will when call you. Out. My one day Archie. i will call you i will yeah. talk about it but not on yeah. this on this on this uh, podcast now, no problem now you see art for many africans is simply life okay we create art as an expression of everyday living in my village in my grandfather's house, when I grew up, there were always artifacts everywhere, okay? Yeah. And you cannot go to any home in my village and you enter and you come out and you don't see one, two, three artifacts everywhere, okay? Okay they have scriptures or two that, re- that that refer to their ancestors. Okay? Now, unfortunately, modern religion, I know Christianity deems these things as uh, satanic, demonic, okay? Now, fetish. Me- fetish, yeah. Now, many of us young of the young generation do not see our art as an expression of our culture and our history. So what do you see, what do we need to do to reinsert the true meaning of art to our people?
3: Okay.
1: Uh, I, I think it's something your project needs to deal with because if you want to get many of our people to re-embrace life, we need to demystify all this thinking.
2: Yeah, that is why I said earlier that uh, with the spaces that are being created,
3: within the Amoa
2: project, for instance. You're going to have a situation where people will come from all walks of life to use this space for one reason or the other. Mm -hmm. And through doing this, they'll come face-to-face with With these artifacts. They will get to hear the stories. They'll get to read the stories. They'll get to come to terms with some realizations. And then, when they go back home, the truth of the matter is, you cannot unlearn what you have learned.
3: Mm.
1: One time, one day, yeah.
2: you can't even unlearn it. If you can learn something, it's <laughs> okay, difficult.
1: yeah, you you yeah. always always know it, but then you, you, can, know you it. can you can change
2: the the exactly. You yeah. can tweak it. You can yeah. even just ignore it, but yeah. you know it.
1: <laughs> That's, so, true. Yeah. That's true. That's
2: <laughs> true. So tomorrow, if you hear something, you say no, 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 no. This thing is, no, it's like this, like this, like this. uh, So is that sublime? And then there'll be a lot of programs um, and just exchange. Do you understand? Yeah. Going on. uh, It's going to be an ongoing relationship. Yes. uh, Because you're tapping into something. And luckily, with some of the developments going on now, it's even going to be more expansive when you think about the metaverse. And what you can actually achieve there going forward on the blockchain technology, you know, using digital currency for trading and all of that, the kind of NFTs and the kind of things you can mint out of these assets. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a very hopeful period. Mm. I think it's very encouraging that things are turning out the way they are turning out. And it is obvious that um, people are going to keep getting to borrow the phrase that they will keep getting work. And
1: uh,
2: yeah, Yeah. (laughs) hope to achieve the objectives
1: in a notable manner. I see a lot of uh, African artists hosting exhibition events in the west okay i have uh, attended some of my friends uh, for several years now okay would it be accurate to say that uh, you guys don't have many events Inside Africa, I don't know what's going on, so I'm asking.
2: Okay. So, well, let me let me state it very clearly: okay. that majority of the works that are sold by Nigerian artists, mm. I can only speak for Nigeria. Majority of the works that are sold by Nigerian artists are sold within Nigeria to Nigeria.
1: Okay. Very good. Very good.
2: Um, there is also the expatriates. Community hmm. in Nigeria, and then there's also the global audience. Okay. But the majority of the sales within Nigeria by artists is within Nigeria. And so, um, but you know, art by itself is a a luxury item. Yes.
1: It's yes. Uh, so, well, sorry. Uh, it wasn't always this way. Like I told you, if you come to my hometown, every family have artifacts everywhere.
2: Yes. Okay. That's why I said art. So okay. those things we're talking about are crafts.
1: Okay, okay, oh, okay, okay. My bad. <laughs> no.
2: Uh, just for clarity.
1: Yes, yes.
2: Uh pardon my screen view. I just need to No, watch. no, you don't go on. Um uh, Art, like I said earlier, comes from the intuition. Mm. When that perception hits you, if you have the technical proficiency to express it in colors or in the round, you can do so. Yeah. Craft, on the other hand, is being taught a certain procedure Mm. that produces an end result. Okay. So it means that if you teach somebody how to weave a basket, they will okay. always weave a basket. Okay. They can't forget how to weave a basket. So if you teach somebody how to sculpt something in steps, and any time person repeats those steps, yeah, uses that work, yeah, that
1: Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay.
2: Well, art more yeah. often than not is something that's expressed which mm. cannot be
3: repeated. Yeah.
2: It cannot be repeated. Yeah. So, okay. you have, so once you capture that moment, no matter how hard you try, you can never repeat that work. It yeah. Art.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. I get it.
2: Yeah. So, so. in that wise, um, I think basically to propagate art and culture and history and in schools and in homes and uh, social media to really engage people in all of this. You have to create um, a multi pronged approach. People read comics. Yes, I did. Watch animation. Mm hmm. Yeah, people watch manga. They watch manga. This is Japanese. Uh, oh, my, my, my children. <sighs> Man. Exactly. Yeah. So imagine if manga is used to talk about the Vinny Empire. How the hero got to be Empire, met this over, The other did this, the Oba did that, or the other achieved his own time. Okay, then you weave the hero story into it. He goes and he sails again to another place. Mm-hmm. the only yeah. of you and you know, you reave one thing. So for you know what's happening, you've already given them their roots. Yeah. Because just by them knowing those details, it's more alive within them because it's part of their DNA. Mm. You know? And mm. from there they can build. Because when you know where you're coming from, it is easier to say, okay, if my grandfather could cultivate. X amount of hectares, then I want to do 20 times. Mm. So it's a benchmark.
1: Yeah. You have been talking a lot about uh, NFTs, okay? I, I, I recently, in the last two weeks, started reading about it, okay? Because I've been hearing it. I mean, I'm a big sports fan and they talk about it in sports. So I had to go and start reading it. Now you are talking about it as power art. So tell us, how has NFT, the rise of NFT and blockchain, changed the world of art? Thank you very much.
2: Well, basically, um, NFTs, as uh, everybody should know, uh, means non fungible tokens. Mm which means these are tokens that can be changed. Okay. They are identified. They are secure on the blockchain technology. Yeah. So the blockchain technology is another layer of a digital metaverse. Yeah. A digital universe.
1: That's the, that's the next level.
2: Yes. Yeah, so referred to as metaverse. Yeah. So it's more secure. So what is happening is, people are minting tokens,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: tokens by uh, and even legal tender, by uh, you get derived their value from the number of people who agree yeah. that that value is worth it. Okay. So previously, legal tender was the purview of countries and their yes. central banks. Mm. But today, the blockchain and the NFTs and the ability to mint them and put them on the blockchain um, through exchanges has liberalized the ability to create legal tender. Okay. So whereas the hurdles of nationhood and all the borders and different rules and everything that had to occur for you to have access to legal tender or foreign exchange to be able to carry out whatever you desire, those boundaries and those shackles are being liberated. Mm. Because you have uh, 7-something billion people on earth and counting. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And as the internet, the reach of the internet spreads, you're going to have more people having access to um, more markets which are outside government regulations yeah. and control. And therefore, having a means of exchange also becomes liberalized. Hmm. And so people can also use artworks as NFTs will become tokens of exchange or tokens of value. Yeah. Because the metaverse is still very young. The time will come when the uh, minting of NFTs and all of that, uh, the value will not be derived from just minting NFTs and selling. It will now come to uh, the same content creation or service-oriented exchanges. It all could be digital. So you have an institution where people have agreed to exist on the digital platform. Mm. And so to create a safe world where these exchanges can happen and where people value, because I mean, somebody who grew up with playing games, creating things in the computer and all of that, yeah. their perception is different. Yes. So if you have an aggregation of such people, then they will all agree that, okay, if you create this thing, it has value. Yes. There's something you can do. Mm-hmm. So whereas the, the a, country, a country of 500,000 people can create their currency. Yeah what stops uh, a celebrity who has 23 million people following him assiduously from creating his own uh, currency and trading within those 23 million people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Mm. where the about for the art specifically what it does is it also liberalizes the route to market in Mm. terms of an artist that produces artwork how does it present it to the public? Yeah. Previously, in the old model, you had to go through galleries or you had to get a dealer, or you had to deal it yourself. Yeah. But now you can sit in the comfort of your home. You still have access to the work, the physical work itself. Yeah. And all you are offering to sell uh the images or replicas of the images or like yeah. whatever it is you do. Mm. So you can earn an income um, while you know, also
1: pursuing your, your physical so, professional career. Okay. So, the true NFTs, they will only sell the images, not the physical. artwork. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Some NFTs might decide to link it
2: up just to okay. create value. Yeah. You say, okay, if okay, you buy your NFT, we'll, uh,
1: sell, you we'll these, send
2: it to you. Yeah. So, you get this. Or you get a print, or okay. you get a replica, or you, you know whatever deal. Goes. Yeah, whatever deal.
3: What, uh, is don't
2: forget, within the NFTs too, there's also the possibility of embedded contracts, whereas okay. yeah. you sold an image to somebody. When the person resells, whenever that image is sold, you always get a certain it, percentage. Mm, mm, mm. In perpetuity. Yeah. You know, so you can imagine if you have sold over a 100 images and those 100 images have been resold and resold and so yeah it's just yeah the cheap of the income, much like what the musicians have been enjoying mm. Mm. It has, yeah, getting it down visually
1: okay okay anyway. okay interesting interesting yeah we we'll, we'll look forward to see how it pans out uh it's it's this it's this era is uh about uh technology and uh, any, any 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 sector of the uh, economy that can get into it will be the ones that that win yeah good yeah. i'm happy to to know that art is right there uh let's uh, finish this uh, discussion okay now now i want to know what uh, events you are doing right now okay uh that you want your fans uh, to follow you and uh, see how things are going.
2: Well, as you can see, um, there's been a lot of um, celebration about mm. the return of
1: yes. the winning
2: Bronzes. Yes. Um, this has been the result of a lot of hard work by a lot of people. And we are all celebrating and happy as we also try to make preparations For the larger volume, which is expected from the German government, Mm -hmm. museums in Germany who come from the different states and belong to the different states in the Federation. Yeah. Um, We look forward to their cooperation, fulfilling the expected um, uh, confirmation of their promises.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, We also are exploring. In Berlin, on an art residency program with the DAAD, uh, which is one of the most prestigious um, art agencies in the world. So, here I'm exploring multicultural and intercultural relationships. Okay. Try to build bridges. Yes. We need it. Extend these opportunities to younger artists back home in Nigeria and Africa, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's ongoing. Um, yes, in here in London, I'm also exploring uh, some similar possibilities with the Cambridge University. Okay. Who just offered me um, a two-year artist in residency program.
3: Yeah, good.
2: Two days ago. Congratulations. Thank you very much. You know, so, um, that will start next year. So while I'm there, I hope to influence, you know, the programs and the activities so that um, we can have intercultural relationships strengthened
3: and enhanced,
2: you know, to help the art sector grow in a much larger way while providing a platform for the younger artists a uh, fellow artist to also uh, have an access to the global platform
1: right fantastic wow yeah. thank you thank you very much
3: thank uh,
1: you. I'm grateful to have you on this platform to share your wisdom to share your uh, the value you have and uh, i hope uh Young Africans will learn and understand the value of art and what they can do in this space. Thank you, Enatoi. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Bye.
0: Listen or watch more episodes of Think Big for Africa podcast with new guests every week. Subscribe to ensure that you are notified whenever new episodes are available.